Welcome to another episode of the Sales Transformation Podcast. Today, we have Elizabeth Frederick joining us to discuss the importance of setting effective goals. In this episode, Elizabeth breaks down the concept of not setting stupid goals and shares valuable insights on how to align your goals with your skills, overcome procrastination, and stay attentive to changing situations. So let's dive in and learn how to set goals that truly drive success. Colin, back to you. Very excited to finally have Elizabeth Fedrick on the show. She's the host of Let's Talk Sales podcast, also the ops and senior advisor over at Criteria for Success, a sales growth partner and president and CEO of Calivia. So welcome to the show. We've been looking to make this happen for a while, so I'm glad we were able to finally do it. How are you doing? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Colin. And yeah, I'm doing really well. I was telling you before we started recording, this is my last week in this current apartment with my home office, with my jungle behind me. So I'm glad that we could record while it still looks nice. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's, I love all the plants in the background for those of you that are listening. Um, it's, it's very nice. So maybe check out the video version of the podcast as well. Um, so, and, and I know moving is not fun. Uh, I've moved recently myself and, um, you know, it, it does take a while to get settled in and all the logistics of moving. So I wish you luck with all of that. Thank you for that. But I'm excited for this conversation. I've really enjoyed getting to know you so far. Yeah, I, I had a fun time going on your show, and uh, you know, I think that uh, there's we've got a couple of t- you know things we're going to talk about today that I think will be interesting, and our listeners will get a ton of value from. But before we dig in, just give us a little bit of uh, your story, a little bit of your background, and then we'll kind of take it from there. Yeah, well, I kind of stumbled into what I'm doing. I hear so many people talk about that, and I feel like if you can stumble into something you're passionate about. Um, you're, you're very fortunate. I moved to New York when I was 22. You know how you can just like when you're 22, sell your car and move. I, you can't do that as you get older. It was a long time ago. And I got a job at a small business and it was the owner and a guy named Dave and me. And the business failed due to a lack of sales. And I told myself I was never going to work for a small business again. And I was never going to work in a place where I wasn't confident in sales because when there's not work for people to do, you, you cannot keep your business afloat. So I got a call from a recruiter and started talking with Criteria for Success. And it was the founder and a guy named Dave and me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be terrible. And it's been 15 and a half years. And I have so much fun helping companies not experience what I did, right? Making sure that they have Um, an effective sales process, that the team has the skills and the best practices that they need to make sure that they can keep the rest of their companies employed so they don't have to (laughs) find a new job. Yeah. Wow. What, what a, what an incredible uh, story. I'd say the one thing there is like, sounds like you have a pretty strong why behind, you know, uh, what you do. And, you know, when you have that sort of experience that you had previously, uh, that's probably been super helpful uh, in, in pushing you through and having success in your role. Yeah, absolutely. It's something, you know, I wasn't focused on sales. I studied computer information systems. I'm operations officer of the company and I, I you know, very focused on operations management. But when you see what happens when sales isn't successful, you realize that it's everybody in the firm that's impacted and you can use lose your job in like accounts payable if sales isn't working. And so to help companies be a part of 
making their sales work. Um, it just feels incredibly satisfying to me. And it's an incredibly gratifying job to be able to have. I'm sure you, you feel that as well in the work that you do. Um, yeah, I, I have a similar experience, not necessarily like yours, but um, that's kind of powered a strong reason behind why I do a lot of stuff that I do. Um, I grew up, you know, sort of dirt poor, and we didn't have a lot of money, and it was, you know, a struggle uh, raised by a single mom with, you know, four boys, and, um, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, and then when I got my, my first sales job um, and started making good money for the first time ever in my life, um, I learned a lot of bad habits in sales yeah. and I had to unlearn those and, you know, I had to turn to podcasts and books and sort of people on social media and mentors from afar. Um, and so that's why, I, you know, kind of do the, the podcast and the newsletter and a lot of things that I do is to give back to the sales community for those people that, you know, um, you know, so that they can avoid sort of learning some of those bad habits in sales. I was that typical, you know, seller that everybody hates, um, <laughs> but the topic that I really wanted to dig into with you today uh, is an interesting one uh, around not setting stupid goals. Can you tell me, like, what does that mean? What is a stupid goal? And, and let's kind of go from there. Yeah, right. So we all know what SMART goals are. And everybody talks about specific and measurable and achievable and relevant and time-bound. And that's important. That makes sense that we should be doing that. But I work with clients all the time. And one of the key things I'm asking people, and this is CEOs, this is VPs of sales, chief revenue officers, all the way down to salespeople and CSRs. And I'm asking them, what are your goals? Or we're looking at their goals. And they set stupid goals. And so I had to turn stupid into an acronym, just like SMART, <laughs> because I am just that cheesy. And so the, the first main thing that I see is that S, which is shoulds. People are setting goals that they think they should be setting. And so that can be, I think I should network and I've heard that that's what it takes to be successful and I hate networking and I'm bad at it, but I'm still going to set goals to go to networking events. And you know what you're going to find? You're going to not go to those events or you're going to go and have, and be, you know, showing up not well and you're not going to get a result. And so certainly I'm not saying you can't do things that make you uncomfortable, but if you're setting goals just because you think you should and you're not taking into account your own skills, your interest, your long-term objectives, you're going to find that you're really off track. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a very common trap for a lot of people to fall into of, uh, setting goals around things they think they should do. Um, and, and the reality is, is, you know, what works for somebody else may not work mm -hmm. for you. And so setting goals around something that's going to drain you um, is not setting yourself up for success at all. Absolutely. We see that in organizations. You could have two salespeople who are top performers who are doing things wildly differently. And mm -hmm. that can be amazing. And it's a really good example, actually, for junior people on the team. What's difficult is when you have one top performer and they do things one way and the organization seems to believe that everybody just needs to be exactly like them. And there are certainly going to be parts of their process that can be replicated. But a lot of times it's your personality, it's your own abilities, it's the things like you said that drain you versus the things that give you energy. And you can be successful in a very different way from that top performer, so long as you have a process that works for you. Okay. So tell me what's the, what's the next part of the acronym here? All right. So we've got T and this is tasks. The number of times I have asked people to send me their goals and they sent me tasks, I could, it, 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 so often, so often, so often. A task 
right, is I'm going to make 50 calls. I'm going to go to a networking event. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's it can't seem measurable, right? They said mm-hmm. they were going to make 50 calls. Good for you. What do you want to get out of those 50 calls? What's the outcome that you're actually targeting, right? I'm going to connect with four prospects and discuss potentially working with them. That might mean I make four calls and I connect with people on all four, in which case, please tell me your secrets. Or it might mean that I make 50 calls or 100 calls, but I have an outcome in mind and my goal is four conversations. My goal is not the number of calls that I'm making. And so often we see a task list instead of a goal list. I'm I'm actually surprised that, you know, uh, you, you know, dealing with, you know, fairly senior successful people that these are, this is, this is how they would go about setting goals. Yeah. It's, it's most often that I see when people are trying to identify the metrics for success and they've translated those down to especially junior people. And they've said, okay, what it takes to be successful is you need to make 50 calls a week and you need to have this many meetings per week. And people haven't done the translation of, yes, those might be general metrics that might drive results, but what am I actually focused on? What would it take to get my commission goals? What would it take to hit my sales targets? And everybody, like we said, is different. And you might follow that outline and those best practices and maybe it works, but you need to be focused on the outcome you're looking toward. And if those behaviors drive that outcome, great. Maybe maybe you're right. But quite often, those behaviors are going to drive a different outcome. Maybe not enough. Maybe it'll be slightly off base. And you really need to be focused instead on what's the actual purpose of all of these different kinds of activities you're doing. Okay. So, so tell us what you is. Yeah. You is unaligned. Mm. Um, this happens at a short and long-term level. And it happens at a different team level. So what we'll see is you have an organization. And again, this is a disconnect a lot of times between senior leaders and and tactical people on the ground who are doing the selling. There's a retreat and they go and they develop an annual strategy. And it's beautiful. It's a PowerPoint. (laughs) It gets rolled out. Everybody talks about it, right? It's like, wow, look at this plan. And then you have people who sit in front of their computer, pick up the phone, get in their car, drive around, Mm -hmm. and they do their daily activities. And the strategy and the daily activities are not aligned, Mm. right? People don't necessarily think about what is is the goal that I'm going to set that is going to take me one step, two steps, three steps forward to actually achieve that longer-term strategy. And part of that is a responsibility of leaders to really break down, okay, you know, a key strategy is we're going to launch a new product to market. Or a key strategy is we're going to increase sales of combined, you know, we're going to upsell combined solutions and really make sure that that we're selling a comprehensive offering. What that means to you is we are going to get you materials that are going to explain all of this stuff so you'll have all the backup that you need. And we want you to, within, to, within the course of this year, connect with at least 80% of your customer base and introduce the upsell, and we want you to close at least 50% of those, whatever that might be. You need to translate that that idea to the tactics that a person can have. A high performer is going to do this on their own. And what you want to make sure as a leader is, is that aligned with what you think? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because sometimes people go off in a direction that they're like, they think they're aligned with your goals. They think they're, they're on the same page and it's way off track. I had a company years ago and they set a strategic goal. 
that they wanted to sell a lot of complex consultative projects. And the team was super aligned and they did that and they sold all kinds of complex, super consultative projects and they couldn't deliver Mm. on those. And they didn't recognize that soon enough that they ended up having a huge backlog that they couldn't recognize revenue on and the sales team wasn't getting paid commissions on because um, again, you know, so too aligned can be a problem. I'm actually kind of pivoting ahead to, to something I'll be talking about later. But but that alignment drives behaviors, right? If people think they're moving things forward the way they should be, you want to make sure that, that that's right. Yeah. And I think the key there is like that everybody is aligned, right? From leadership to sales to marketing to whatever your CS post-sales delivery team looks like as well. Um, which, which I think is is important because in that example there, you're saying, well, you know, sales and leadership were aligned and they did what they were supposed to do and hit their, you know, smart, um, you know, goals uh, based on being aligned. Yeah. But clearly, you know, delivery was not. Absolutely. Right. And is that a problem of hiring? Did you not hire the right amount of resources? That could be the HR team is involved. It could be that you don't have very good processes for implementation and things take longer than they should. And so your current resources are enough, but you've got process issues. Right. And so that's one of the great things about uh, an aligned strategy that really rolls down to each relevant um, part of the organization is you have the ability to make sure that everybody's pulling, again, in that same direction, and that as sales increases, your capacity increases. And you don't want one to get too far above the other. And so often we see that that happens. And that's the biggest challenge of leadership, right, is making sure you don't hire a bunch of people who have nothing to do, but you also don't have a bunch of work that's not being done because you don't have the right people. It's, it's difficult, but it is something that everybody needs to be thinking about. Absolutely. All right. So what's the, what's the net, what's next? All right. Now we've got to P and P this is, this is a difficult one. This is one we all do is procrastination, right? (laughs) So we set goals and we don't do them. And a lot of times we think it's completely separate from the goals that we set. We're like, oh, I'm sure my goals are good. And I'm just procrastinating because I'm a bad person. I have bad habits. But a lot of times we can look at what kinds of goals we're procrastinating on and we might get some insights into why exactly we're procrastinating, right? Maybe we've set goals that we don't know how to act on them. We set big goals and we didn't really break those down into bite-sized pieces. And so it's like, how am I going to get there? I don't know. I'm going to do another task. I'm going to do another thing. Mm-hmm. And so we procrastinate because we don't know what to do. Maybe we procrastinate because we don't want to do something. You know, there's a kind of goal that you have. You hate it. You, you hate doing it. It's not critically important. So it somehow always falls off your list. And yeah. figuring that out and really taking some time to do that analysis of why you're procrastinating is a really important step of effective goal setting. Yeah, which could be that you're not aligned or it's something you don't like doing. And I think often, too, a lot of times people set these large goals and don't break them down into enough, into actionable, you know, monthly, weekly, daily uh, goals that can be achieved to hit the bigger goal. Absolutely. And it's it's intimidating, right? And so not only do you kind of not know what to do, but it's just like, oh my goodness, how am I going to get started? And then you just you know bury your head in the sand and go do something else. And we always have emails to respond to. We always have phone calls that we can, we can get back to people. And somehow these things just never get done. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So now we move to I. So we're stuck. And so the I is inattentive. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier is we don't adapt to changing situations, 
or we don't mm -hmm. adapt to feedback. If that organization I was talking about before had raised a red flag and said, we're really struggling to deliver on these large, complex, consultative deals, we need to sell something else that we can deliver really quickly and easily while we make up for that backlog, they would have not dug themselves into the hole they dug into, right? Mm -hmm. And so quite often we see that we put together a plan, we put together goals, and in one way, you need to be committed to those goals and you do need to stick to them. But you can't ignore feedback. You can't ignore changing situations. And you really need to have processes in place and channels of communication in place so that you are recognizing if the goal needs to be adjusted to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? All right. Finally, the last one, which is D, which is disconnected. And this is when your goals are disconnected from your calendar or your task list. I said earlier, you shouldn't, tasks aren't goals, mm -hmm. but tasks are a part of completing goals, right? So the example earlier of, I want to have five conversations, the task might be, I need to make a bunch of phone calls. I don't know how many phone calls I need to make, but I need to make sure I block up time on my calendar to make phone calls. Because what we see is we spend our time according to what our calendar and our email are guiding us to do. Mm -hmm. And nobody put on your calendar, please prospect me right now. <laughs> please cold call me at this time. You have to be proactive with working your goals. And a part of that is just blocking out time on your calendar. So making sure you're connecting the goals with the calendar, with the task list is going to really make sure that you actually execute on them. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's, that one kind of goes with the procrastination, right? <laughs> right. Because if you're not, if you're not putting it on your calendar, if you're not, you know, blocking time, uh, making it a priority, um, then you're procrastinating, right? Yeah. Um, well, and, it, and what, oh, sorry. Go ahead. What you do, right? All about lead gen. So often we see the prospecting is the thing that people know they need to do it. They might even block time on their calendar to do it. And then somehow, if they need to move something off their calendar and bump something, it's the prospecting because they don't want to do it. <laughs> and oh, yeah. And even, and even just blocking to say prospecting, like that's way mm -hmm. too broad, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many things within prospecting that you need to do. Like, are you building your list? Are you building your sequence? Are you cold calling? Are you mm -hmm. building relationships on LinkedIn? Are you recording custom videos? Like I find that it's easier for people to get things done and not move it or not procrastinate when it's very specific. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, again, that, that idea of connecting um, and, and really thinking through the steps that it'll take to get there. One best practice that can work is if you've identified there are five kind of different kinds of prospecting I can do, you can put those in a time block and you can say, I can use this for either working the list or making these phone calls or this. And then in the moment, you figure out what am I in the mood for? But you have mm -hmm. to know those different things. What you don't want is at two o'clock on Tuesday, I said I was going to prospect. And now it's two o'clock on Tuesday. I'm like, what does prospecting mean to me? <laughs> huh. <laughs> and yeah. it's not going to be terribly effective. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think whatever the hardest thing is or the thing that you enjoy the least is probably the first thing you should get done in the day. Definitely. Definitely. That's for many, many people. That's an effective technique is to take, you know, the most difficult call you're going to make the most challenging kind of activity you're going to make. And you make that first. Another thing to think about is when during the day, do you have the most energy? 
Some people wake up in the morning and they can do like complex writing. If you need to put together a complicated proposal, they need to do that first thing in the day because that's the best time for their brain. Other people are going to find the afternoon is better for things like that. Mm -hmm. So knowing yourself and really, again, not thinking about what you think you should do, but thinking about what works for you is really important there to figure out, um, you know, we, we unfortunately do need to match the general business world. And if the best time for you to work and to call people is 3 a.m., I'm sorry, you need to move to the other side of the world or <laughs> sell to people on the other side of the world. But in general, when we can adjust things, you yeah. want to think about um, the times that are going to work best for you. I'd rather make cold calls at you know 6 p.m. when nobody's going to pick up. <laughs> right? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, Elizabeth, thanks so much uh, for breaking this down. I love this you know acronym here for, for breaking down how to not set stupid goals. Uh, appreciate it. Any final thoughts? And then where's the best place for people to connect and get in your world? Absolutely. Thank you for that. I think we pretty much covered everything. I, I just find goal setting is the foundation to any successful effort that we make. We want to make sure we're setting the right goals and taking action. And so if you can set these goals and take action, you're, you're going to go far. Um, the best way for people to find me is probably LinkedIn. Our website is criteriaforsuccess.com, all spelled out. That's pretty easy. But you can also find me on LinkedIn and um, link to everything we do. I love to connect with new people and be happy to talk about smart versus stupid goals with anybody. Awesome. Appreciate it. We'll drop all the links there in the show notes to make it easy for you. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends so that we can help more sellers and sales leaders transform the